There's just this reality that everyone in the world is carrying a video camera. There's clear demand for putting money into funds that have some impact. I mean, to me, that is basically a clean label movement. If we're going to be naked, we better be buff. And what that means is, if we're going to walk around with everything showing about our business, then we got to get our act together, especially on environmental and social performance. I'm Paul Michaelman, and this is MIT Sloan Management Review's Three Big Points. Each episode, we take on one topic that leaders need to be on top of right now and leave you with three key takeaways for you and your organization. We love data. We love innovation, the world changers, the mind blowers. We love ideas, impossible ideas, big, impossible, crazy as a loon ideas. We love falling down and getting back up and accepting our mistakes and moving on. We love it all. With love, Cloudera. You see a statistic almost every day about how much more data the world has amassed this year than last, or the last 10 years combined before that. Thanks to the data revolution, we know more than ever about what's happening in our world and why, and that kind of knowledge can be a beautiful thing. But it can also be a very risky thing for business leaders. As customers, investors, regulators, and assorted other stakeholders gain new insights into how businesses operate, they grow hungry to learn ever more about what actually goes into the products and services they consume. The world's expectations have been reset. We now expect to have access to information. We expect transparency. And companies are being held accountable for the decisions they make like never before in history. When things are going well and businesses are acting responsibly, transparency can be a great asset. When things go wrong, transparency amplifies our problems, even explodes them. And when you combine the kind of access to knowledge about our organizations that the average person has with the power they possess to spread that knowledge instantly across the globe, you have a risk management scenario few leaders could have imagined even as recently as a decade ago. The expectations of really everybody around a company, your consumers, your big business customers, the communities, even your investors, the expectations are rising in just access and openness to information about the company, about everything it does, about every product and service, and the ability to answer tons of questions about how you operate as a business. And we're seeing that pressure, especially from you know younger generations, the millennials, the Gen Z, who are growing up connected and sharing in a way that is truly unusual and is changing the nature of how we communicate as humans and, and what we expect of each other. That's Andrew Winston, author of The Big Pivot and founder of Winston Eco Strategies. He's a regular contributor to MIT Sloan Management Review. Winston says that part of what's driving this change in expectations are mega concerns like climate change and the impact companies have on the environment, as well as our current socioeconomic climate. But it's the exponential increase in data and the ability to share it that has really opened people's eyes. This kind of communication comes from this increase in ability to collect data real time in much shorter order. But there's also this 
massive data collection going on about companies in the world through social media. You know, there's plenty of companies that are very good at collecting the mood around a company, what's being said. And if something goes wrong in the community, there's someone out there catching it. So this onslaught of data and the ability to spread it in the blink of a tweet is a double-edged sword. On the one side, there's a powerful opportunity to please customers in new ways. Take the hospitality industry. I have a large client who's in the hospitality space, and they serve enormous corporate customers that buy thousands of rooms a year, say, for all their employees. And they are providing increasingly information on, in particular, like environmental and social impacts. So they'll give them a climate footprint of all their stays. They'll provide a carbon footprint, a water footprint, even a footprint on their spend and their supply chain on diverse suppliers. So they're telling their big customers, hey, you buy about 1% of our rooms. We spend a billion dollars on diverse suppliers in our supplier program. So you get about $10 million of that. That's allocated in a way to your own goals. The increasing demand and expectation for information about how companies do business is also contributing to what Winston calls the clean label movement. We increasingly expect to know at a detailed level what we're putting in and on our bodies. Some of the fastest growing consumer products today have a clear sustainability story as part of their brand. And this drive towards transparency is not just in consumer products. It has huge implications across a range of industries. I'm seeing it also even in the financial world. I mean, anecdotally, my business has shifted quite a bit in the companies I work with and the companies that ask me to come speak about these issues to a great deal of work in the banks and in the financial world. And there's a very uh, clear increase in different categories they call different things. It, It could be called impact investing or sustainable investing or ESG investing, which is environmental, social, and governance. There's clear demand for putting money into funds that have some impact. I mean, to me, that is basically a clean label movement. Of course, we can't talk about data and transparency without also talking about the tech industry, which is both enabling all of this data collection and also one of the industries suffering most from consumer backlash against what's being done with that data. Think about the risk to the brands and technology right now, the big four or five that run our digital lives and Facebook in particular, right? Russian bots and Russian strategy kind of taking over the dialogue around an election in the U.S. and the memes that go around and how difficult it is for Facebook and Twitter to try to control that. There's an irony here that technology allows an amplification that is to the level now of not just there was an oil spill and it hit one region. This is now like affecting democracy and can reach millions and millions of people with bad information, with something that creates fear, sows dissent. And I don't think we have any good answers to this, but we're finding it out, right? It's all going to be in the open. And if we can get smarter as consumers, maybe we can get better about having our own kind of screens on our brains. But it's very difficult. Winston says that despite recent scandals everywhere from Wells Fargo to Boeing, companies are still often not prepared with either offensive or defensive strategies. Even if it's not as big as, hey, there's something wrong with our entire line of planes, you know, say, that something can go wrong in a particular facility or store or operation that can now go global. And, you know, this viral thing is not made up. So there's just this reality that everyone in the world is carrying a video camera. So over the last few years, we've seen things like on United, a a gentleman gets, quote, escorted off a plane because they'd overbooked and he gets basically dragged off a plane. It gets filmed 
it's seen by almost everyone. I was in China a couple of weeks later and I asked how many people saw this. Every hand went up. I think it was seen 100 million times within a day. So how are companies to cope with this explosive mix of data and social connectivity? Well, it begins by embracing the idea that things can go wrong and recognizing that the cost of your mistakes is far greater than ever because you can't stop the world from knowing about it. But that's a hard and often very expensive lesson to learn. Look, we're reactive in life. And there's been a a challenge in risk management forever, which is what's the value of not having that problem hit your brand? It's really hard to measure, right? So you don't get a lot of credit for the things that don't happen wrong. It's always a very difficult thing to build into your business, you know, like a giant oil spill in the Gulf when there's a burst oil well, which is then fixed by building kind of a second well to dig in, but that takes weeks and weeks and weeks. Well, you could avoid that by building the second well to begin with, but that's expensive, right? There's all these really hard choices and companies I think are not great at it, you know, and they don't want to spend money up front until they know there's a problem. But by the time you know it, it's a little late. That's MIT Sloan Management Review columnist Andrew Winston, whose most recent book is The Big Pivot, Radically Practical Strategies for a Hotter, Scarcer, and More Open World. And the three big points you need to remember about transparency. Number one, get your act together. If you're doing something you don't want the world to know about, you're in deep trouble. This is one of my favorite quotes that a lot of people have used, which is, if we're going to be naked, we better be buff. And what that means is, if we're going to walk around with everything showing about our business, then we got to get our act together, especially on environmental and social performance. Number two, listen to all of your stakeholders about what they care about and what they want to know. The expectations of really everybody around a company, your consumers, your big business customers, the communities, even your investors, the expectations are rising in just access and openness to information about the company. Number three, know your story and be prepared to tell it. This kind of vague area of purpose and business. What's what's your product for? Why do you exist? What do you do for the world? If you can't answer those things, transparency is going to kill you. And that's this week's Three Big Points. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are streamed. We will be forever in your debt if you take a moment to rate our program or post a review on Apple Podcasts. Three Big Points is produced by Mary Dew, music by Matt Reed, marketing and audience development by Desiree Barry. Our coordinating producer is Mackenzie Wise. Three Big Points is made possible thanks to the generous support of Cloudera. Special thanks to Deborah Gallagher, Lauren Rosano, Jennifer Martin, Richard Marks, Michael Barrett, Jeanette Ramos, and Katrina Van Berkham for all they do to make this show possible.